Grandstand AFL replays. AFL replay. If you miss the footy or just want to relive your side's great win from the last round, tune your digital radio to ABC Grandstand. Get replays of the footy on weekdays. Words from 45. He won't miss Tyson. And you can also listen live online at abc.net.au slash grandstand. Replays of AFL. Grandstand Digital. For the latest sports results and broadcast schedule, visit abc.net.au slash grandstand. This is The Netball Show. You are with Grandstand. The Netball Show. On ABC Grandstand Digital. Hello, Peter Walsh with you as we look at the fascinating season of netball in the Trans-Tasman Netball Competition. Two games where the margin was only one goal. Magic, last year's champs, losing for the second time. And we have a new leader, the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Sharpshooter Erin Bell was one of the SA team that has agonised through the last two games. One goal results in both. Last weekend, this time over the Firebirds, 54-53. to 53. I think it's a lot easier being out on court rather than being um, spectating a game like that because you're kind of in the zone. So, um, yeah, as soon as that final whistle blown for the past few weeks, I've just been relieved more than anything. It did seem, though, in the last couple of minutes, a few goals down, a centre pass belonging to the Firebirds. The game might have slipped away? We I mean, could have, but, I mean, Shani Layton in there and goalkeeper got a great rebound and set us up to score. And I think as soon as we had the ball in our hands, we were all relaxed and confident and knew that we could actually convert whereas in the past we may have stressed out a bit and thrown the ball away definitely shows how far we've come as a team and how far we how much confidence we have in each other it definitely looks like the word composure all right we've got hold of the ball let's just take our time we've worked a lot on training on having more than one option for the ball as well so we know that if someone's covered, then we can look somewhere else and there'll be a free pass. So I think that helps a lot with your stress levels because you know that you don't have to try and force those hard passes. You can work it around and um, someone will be there and someone will be free. So it's just a true, like, in the past couple of weeks, it's been like yeah, a full team game and that's how we've come to win and get the two points. There's been a lot spoken about the strength of the bench and with Nat Von Berto not being able to play once again, players step up, and that's the sign of a side that's heading in the right direction. Oh, exactly, and I think that, that is, that's exactly what wins premierships, not only having uh, seven people on court willing, able to step up, but having the five people sitting on the bench waiting and ready to go, and I think Lee Waddington definitely proved that. You know, while it would have been great to have Natty out on court with us, Lee definitely proved that she deserves to be there and she did the job for us. Erin, when you travel away, is there a chance to perhaps do some extra bonding to, because you're away by yourselves, uh, get yourselves resolved in a more steely frame? Yeah, I mean, we obviously spend a lot of time together nonetheless, but it is nice to go away and have a team dinner the night before the game and spend a bit of time together just relaxing and away from the court. And I think uh, that relationship off the court also helps with what happens on court because we feel like... You know, we're close enough to be able to be honest with each other, to tell each other how it is on court and without uh, there being feathers ruffled. So it is nice to go away and relax and enjoy each other's company. And, of course, the rehab is different. If you jump on a kite straight away and head back home, do you just have to put off the ice bath for a while? Oh, well, we ice bath immediately after the game in the change room. We're definitely not getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you pulled up all right? Yeah, oh, I've got a little corky, but if that's uh, the worst thing that I can get, then I'm very happy with that. It's not the corky that's the same uh, as the one that Nat's got, not as serious. 
Oh, no, no, no. No, I think all of us come off the court with at least one corky, but definitely not as serious as Nat. Gee, the games have been tight in the last few weeks, and now next Monday you've got Magic, who was surprisingly beaten over the weekend, and this game is at home here in Adelaide. That will be some sort of a stoush. Yeah, I think like we couldn't have a better draw, and we couldn't have asked for anything more than to have them at home in front of our crowd. So I think it'll be a great matchup, and you know it's always a great game against Magic. I love playing the Magic because it brings the best out of us as a team. And yeah, it'll be uh, definitely a tough one, but it'll be great if we can get the two points and get the victory on our home soil. I think it'll set us up well for the season. True enough. And just finally, Erin, uh, uh, with yourself and with Carla Borrego and with the necessity to know from the players' points of view further away from the goal area, how much chemistry is there between the two of you, the two shooters? Well, Carla and I have been playing, this is our fourth season together now, so I guess that's something we've definitely been working on and in the past probably wasn't there. But this year, we definitely tried to step up our communication and just work together as a unit as opposed to just two goalers doing their own separate jobs. So far, so good. So we'll uh, keep working on that as the season goes on. Do you think, Erin, that at this stage, you've got a better side than you did have last year? I think we've definitely got a bit more depth, but we've we also uh, have learnt a lot from last year and learnt that it's not just going to come to us, that we have to work for it and we have to stop thinking of the outcome. Don't talk about finals or premierships or anything like that and just focus on the game week in, week out. And I think last year we may have got a little bit ahead of ourselves. But this year, there's been no talk of that. It's just everyone's on deck, focused at training and we know we've got a job to do and we're, we have to do it to get the results and that's what um, everyone's on the same page with that. So it's been quite good, quite focused. Erin Bell, well done, and congratulations on that victory yesterday, 54-53 over the previously unbeaten Queensland Firebirds, and we thank you for joining us on our Nosy About Nipple program. Thank you. And we'll hear from the Diamonds skipper Natalie Von Berto later in the program. She's nursing an injury, but will be back on court on Monday night for the clash against Magic. Central Pulse have had a rip-snorter of a win over in New Zealand. They've beaten Magic 53-52. How good was that? Their skipper, Katrina Grant. Yeah, I'm just starting to kind of put this stuff kind of sink in since I've, uh, since I've been playing for the Pulse. We've never beaten the Magic before, so it won for the history books for us, and they're pretty, pretty darn happy about it, to be honest. A one-goal victory. Tell us about the last few minutes of the game. I was uh, a little bit nervous, actually, especially from uh, last weekend. We played the Mystics and let it slide when we had a nine-goal lead at one stage, but... Um, I was a little bit nervous, about two minutes to go, but then when we started holding it up and patience and our mid-quarters and shooters had held onto the ball really well all game, so I was probably about maybe 20 seconds to go. I always thought, yeah, we must have it now. Well, uh, Caitlin Thwaites, uh, 86%, 32 from 37, and Donna Wilkins, 21 from 23, 91%. They were pretty potent. They were indeed, and I think they were led really, really well by Liana Leosha. I think she had an outstanding game, and uh, yeah, I thought she was, she was definitely my player of the match, just such a little general down there, and I think she only had maybe one turnover the whole game, and for a wing attack, that's just incredible, and yeah, she really stood up. What does it do, Katrina, for the confidence of a team like Central Pulse to eventually climb that mountain and stick the flagpole in the top and say, yes, we can beat Magic? Yeah, it is, it is massive for us, especially, as you know, our history, and we obviously have never really been anywhere near the top before and or even kind of beaten any of those top sides, and for us this is huge, and I'm just hoping we can take this and 
with momentum and go forward, especially coming to Australia next weekend, will be massive for us as we've never won in Australia before either. And you know, just giving us the confidence to know we can do it and we can win. And you know, we are really good players and can put it together. Katrina, do you think you're a better team than last year? Yeah, without a doubt. Yes, we've got a lot more experience coming in and some wiser heads. And I think it's the new players have come and have complemented who we already had. And yeah, it, I think it's better than last year. Uh, it's, it's always a tough one, this one, but then, all right, you've had probably the best win you've had in a long period of time, but you've got to refocus, as you suggested. At your best, can you play finals netball? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. You know, when we play our best netball and everyone's on song and we stick to our game plan and do exactly what our coach Robbie has told us to do, then, yeah, we can definitely be anybody on our day, and I'm hoping we can be more consistent and have more of those winning days. Uh, the boss off court, Robin Broughton. What were her thoughts after the game? She was just happy. We did what she said for us to do. You know, um, we kind of have only done it for little periods of the, of the time during games, and I felt like we did it probably not for a full sixty minutes, but for a lot longer than what we have done. And, and she's just yeah, she was just happy and stoked for us, and we're just happy for her that you know the expectations are finally starting to rise for us, and um, we're starting to live up to them. But one game, and you know we're really happy, but we're going to put it behind us soon and move on to Melbourne. Where do you sit? I'm talking we like in Central Pulse, Katrina, in the pecking order when it comes to the oomph of publicity surrounding women's netball in New Zealand. Are you up there with Magic? Um, no, I wouldn't say we were up there with Magic. In Wellington, obviously, we're up there. <laughs> we're at the top. Um, we're in our own region and up a bit in the North Island. But no, we probably don't get as much publicity. I think the Magic and the Six are probably up there just by their population and where they've been in the past and they deserve that publicity since they've been there, done that and have consistently been good over the last few years. I'm hoping we're getting up there and we are getting talked about a lot more, which has got to be good for us and for the game. What then would such a win do for the club itself and for those around the club, being able to knock off the winners of last year's championship? I think it's... uh it's proven to people that we, you know, we can do it, and I know that they've always had it in the back of their minds of, uh, yes, we kind of believe that they could one day maybe be the side like this. So it's just kind of put that in the forefront of their minds, going, oh, they did do it, so we can believe in them that much more, and we will support them because, you know, they are a good side, and yeah, we've finally done it, and he's hoping we can do it a lot more. And you're coming up to uh, blowing the candles out very shortly, another birthday. How do you assess your own form this year, Katrina? Not bad. I'm having fun, and I think my fitness and that's a lot better, and uh, having that extra year with who my goal is in, I think our combination is coming through really well, but it, you know, it's never about myself as an individual. We only play as, as good as a whole unit, and I think we are getting there, you know, consistently putting through a few performances, but we have to lift if we want to, if we want to get further in this. Would you be satisfied with that, the victory over Magic, as an early birthday present? Oh, yeah, I'll take it, but I, you know, one wins, one win. I'd, I'd rather keep winning and uh, those things. And birthday presents are good, but heck, I need a whole year of good stuff. Yeah, fair call. All right, Katrina Grant, the captain of the Central Pulse outfit, who had a stirring victory in uh, the Trans-Tasman netball competition yesterday, defeating Bay of Plenty Magic 53-52. Thank you so much for joining our netball program around Australia. Sure, thanks, mate. Katrina Grant. This is the Nosy About Netball program, and coming up next, a former captain of the Diamonds who's been in New Zealand for eight and a half years but is now back in Australia. ABC Grandstand Digital is now more mobile than ever with the new ABC Radio app. 
available for both iPhone and Android. This is a simple, intuitive app for radio on the go. It even lets you access digital radio right across the country. So to hear the best of ABC Grandstand on your phone, download the app now. It's ABC Radio anywhere, anytime. For more details, visit abc.net.au slash radio. On ABC Grandstand Digital. This is the Netball Show. You are with Grandstand. The Netball Show. This is Nosy About Netball. Peter Walsh in the chair where we look at round seven in this fascinating season. Catherine Harvey-Williams was first selected to play for Australia back in 1992. She wore the green and gold for 11 years, and during those years, three world championships and two Commonwealth Games. Harvey-Williams is back in Australia and back full throttle into netball. Yes, we've been in Melbourne since January, and uh, the plan was always to come back to Australia, and with the children growing up, we thought now's the best time. We had eight and a half wonderful years in New Zealand, but certainly very happy to be back on Australian shores. Eight and a half years, that's extraordinary. Flies by, doesn't it? Does it what? And, and you've lived in a country which devours netball, which loves netball, has an insatiable appetite for doing just that, I believe. Yes, oh, look, and, and that's probably one of the key reasons why I enjoyed it so much because, you know, those of us who are passionate about the sport want it to have a profile whereby everybody can benefit, everybody, all the players are known, you know, they're used for commercial opportunities, etc. and that all happens in New Zealand. You know, they're very lucky over there, they have a good support through the media, etc. So, um, yeah, from a netballer's point of view and a former netballer's point of view, it was a, a terrific experience and, you know, hopefully it can grow to that level in Australia here one day. Catherine, did you seek out some uh, spot on the board or were you tapped on the shoulder? Look, it's something I've spoken to about to various people over a number of years and I guess with the move to Australia and the fact that I've got some time up my sleeve, you know, now was the perfect time for me to seek election. So I spoke to a number of people who I'd dealt with before as Australian captain Pam Smith and Sue Taylor who are on the board and the president, Nolene Dix, and obviously the CEO of Netball Australia, Kate Palmer, just to get an understanding of what is required and it really appealed to me. So I was fortunate enough to be elected and was told on Saturday. So I really look forward to playing some sort of role in helping netball move forward, I guess. Uh, do you think that we are in a reasonable position now if you look at where netball in Australia stands? We've come a long way. Um, since my day, we've certainly come a long way and you know we've generated a position whereby we certainly have a niche in the market. But you always want more, Peter. So, you know, there are some areas that have been identified where we really need to try and make some, I guess, inroads. And that will, those will be the areas that I'll try and assist. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, I'm just, I'm very passionate about the sport and I've got the time and the energy to, to contribute in whatever areas are required. So, obviously, once I get a feel for, you know, the board and what's required and the strategic direction, then hopefully I can take on a project or two to help the sport out to take that next leap forward. And, and I think the key too, Peter, and the timing was of great interest to me because the 2015 World Championships are in Sydney and that's always a good foundation and a springboard for the sport to, to take, to, I guess, climb the ladder, step or two. Uh, exciting times ahead up. I think they're Catherine, you worked in the media in New Zealand. You're very much a respected person with your television commitments, your radio commitments. Do you think we can learn a lot from what happens to netball in New Zealand? One of the greatest advantages that New Zealand have is they've got a lot of champions of the sport in various areas, be it government, be it from the corporate level, be it in the media. And that's, I think, the difference between the two countries. We need more people within the system so that we can, can start to you know, get a stranglehold in those areas. But you can certainly learn a lot from international relations, um, and I'll obviously be called.
calling on those relations as time goes by. But they're very lucky because over there, it's such a small country, the population I think is just over 4 million, and they've got a very successful netball team, so obviously that helps. And they don't have the great competition like we do. You know, they don't have AFL and NRL and rugby unions, the big sport there, but they, they, the netball's not competing with as many sports or individuals as we do here in Australia, and that's, that's a great challenge for us. What do you think, Catherine, you learned most of all whilst living in New Zealand about netball? That it, it had a very high-profile position and one which, you know, I hope that it develops here in this country. We're obviously a sport that, that people know about, but you don't have the players walk down the street in every city. Adelaide's a little bit different. Um, you know, you, most people would know who the Thunderbirds are and the individual players, but if you come into the bigger markets, for instance, Sydney and Melbourne, people really struggle to, to know who the high-profile players are. And, you know, you, you read the paper here, Peter, and you have to move 20 pages inside the AFL section before you get to any other sport. So in, in New Zealand, they don't have that struggle. And, and as I said, it's certainly something that we'll be trying to improve over the next few years. Is it a reality check for you now, Catherine, now that yourself and the family have come back to Australia? It's totally different. It is different, um, but it still has a play. You know, people know about netball still, Peter, and, you know, obviously people know of my involvement, so there are a lot of people who come up and start, start chatting about the game. So I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I think people know more about the sport than we give it credit. Catherine, have you had your AFL fix in seeing a game live since you're back in Australia? Well, and this is one of the greatest things, Peter. When we were in New Zealand, we actually had to put in a satellite. <laughs> you didn't have to do it, you know. Well, no, we didn't. <laughs> that is how, that's how much we enjoy the AFL. And so we actually got a feed via Darwin into Auckland. <laughs> so, and in saying that, you'd think that I'd been to a live game, but I've got a two, four and six-year-old. So my son and daughter and husband have been to a number. I have yet to venture to see one live, but plenty of viewing on TV. And I'm actually in Adelaide in a few weeks, so hopefully I can get to see the Crows play St Kilda because they're, they're my number one team still, despite the fact I'm living in Melbourne. Well, just on that point too, because your children at an age now when they are receptive to any feedback from mum or dad, and they would have, of course, grown up to a New Zealand culture. Maybe they won't like the AFL, Catherine. It's growing on them, but when we came here, my son happened to be just interviewed randomly by a, a TV network, and the question was, you know, when you grow up, who do you want to play for? And his response was the All Blacks. <laughs> and his second response was the blues because he's a Carlton boy. So yeah, they, you know, they, it's taken my son a little while to get a grip around kicking the ball, but he's now firmly entrenched in Oz kick and he did a holiday camp, so there's been no trouble moving him forward. But my, my daughter, who's the eldest, is six and she's still very much a Kiwi, so it's going to take a bit more time. No, oh, I'm sure it will. But look, we're thrilled that you're back and you're, of course, fitting very neatly into a spot on Netball Australia's board. Catherine Harvey Williams, a former captain of the Australian team. Thank you so much for having a chat to us on our regular program. Appreciate that. Thanks, Peter. Catherine Harvey-Williams. Coping with injuries can be a major disruption. Spare a thought for the national skipper, Natalie Von Berta, who's off the court at the moment, and that is a real rarity. Well, I was just trying to think whether I've ever missed a game, and I'm, I'm not sure that I, I have missed a game for the Thunderbirds. M, M Beaton sent me a text during the week saying that she doesn't think she's ever played without me out on court. So definitely not a, a situation that I'm used to at the Thunderbird, not even, you know, not travelling with the team and, and not being there able to give the team some support. Were you close to playing that? Yeah, really close. I thought that I was right to play, as I always like to try and convince the medical staff, but unfortunately they, they weren't 
quite happy and particularly um, with the flight that, that was uh, that was chucked in there. So, you know, if, if we are playing at home, it might have been a little bit of a different story. But with the travel, they didn't think that that was going to be in the state that I was going to uh, enable me to play. And that what's the rehab for the injury to a thigh? Not a lot, actually. I feel like I've had the laziest week <laughs> uh, training that I've had. Definitely itching to do some sort of exercises. I haven't really been able to do much except ice and put compression on it all week so I'm yeah itching to get out to training and on Monday night and and from Monday night I'll be able to have a full week's training which will be good preparation for the following week. It was just a clash of bodies that caused the injury? Yeah just a knee to the thigh and you know quite painful not not like a corky I've ever had before yeah it was probably a little bit slower to to come good than we expected but you know as I said before if we're playing at home I probably may have just got over the line and being able to play but with that flight put in there it just made it unlikely that I would have been able to get over the line and you know with the swelling that happens on the flight and that type of thing so they want me to be right for the you know miss one week rather than a a couple of weeks if I played and got a knock so that's probably the decision that the medical staff made. Uh, Tell me about the physicality Uh, I heard Irene Van Dyke saying after a game over against uh, West Fever that she thought it was tougher this year than ever before. Nat, have you noticed anything of a difference on the court? Oh, look, to be honest, you know, I quite like the uh, physical nature of the game and I know we've had conversations about this before, but I don't think it's really stepped up and I think probably those comments of Irene were a bit to do with frustration and and in the heat of the moment and, and, you know, playing in Australia versus the uh, Kiwi style of umpiring, which... You know, we all have had um, troubles with whether they're playing over here with the Aussie umpires or we're playing over there with the Kiwi umpires. It's something that's not easy, and you know, you struggle to adjust sometimes to the umpiring, and that's just what we have to we have to do. It's not changing, and, and it's the way that the different countries see the game. Look, to be honest, I don't think it's any more physical than it has been. In the past, it's always, in recent years, it's always been hotly contested, I guess. But yeah, the only thing I guess is changing is the bodies are getting bigger and with bigger bodies means harder crashes. Yeah, fair call. Now pop your other cap on that as the uh, boss of the Diamonds. The squad that we've got and the test matches that we're coming to and we're looking forward to having a little later this year... What do you reckon about the depth and how do you think we look? You know, you look at the competition at the moment and the Australian teams, there's not much separating any team and they're performing all the Australian teams are performing so well so the depth that we've got here in Australian netball is is huge and there's lots of young players stepping up and putting their hand up so I think you know the the squad's looking pretty promising obviously it's not selected yet but you know I think it'll be a really strong squad again this year and and one that's very well equipped to take on New Zealand. And the Trans-Tasman competition we seldom have the same winner that doesn't equate because uh, last year of course Magic and they've already dropped one game uh, Vixens were beaten last week what a competition it's so even. I know it is so even and really hard to predict what team's going to win each week, which is you know, really exciting for spectators and you know you never know what quite what you're going to really get and you know you look at Fever who have had up and down form throughout the season and and on their good days they can beat anyone but so can any team in the competition so you know I think it's a really exciting year and I think as we move towards finals it's it's going to be very very tight to who makes um, the final four. Today I'm um, actually going to be tweeting throughout the game just to have a chat to some of our supporters as as the game is going. So that's what I'll be doing. I am, you know, a little bit grumpy. Uh, 
That is, I normally would think. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the game at home and, and tweeting with some of the, the supporters that we've got out there. Looking forward to having you back on court next week. Thunderbirds captain and Diamonds captain Nat Von Berto, always a welcome guest on Grandstand Around Australia. Thanks for taking our call, Nat. Thanks for having me, Peter. Nat Von Berto. The round of matches this weekend. The Queensland Firebirds take on West Coast Fever, Melbourne Vixens Central Pulse, Northern Mystics Tactics, Southern Steel, the New South Wales Swifts, and Adelaide Thunderbirds against Bay of Plenty Magic. The latter after six rounds, Thunderbirds 10, Melbourne Vixens 8, Firebirds 8, Magic 6, West Coast 6, Central Pulse 6, Southern Steel 2, Northern Mystics 2, New South Wales Swifts 2, and the Tactics 2. It's been an enthralling season so far, so many tight games. Let's hope there are some more as we head hard into round seven. That's Nosy About Netball for this week. My thanks to Andrea Williamson for her production skills. Peter Walsh for ABC Radio Sport. We'll be back next week for, yes, you guessed it, Nosy About Netball. Netball.